1: The VO Meter is produced in part using Source Connect, made by Source-Elements.com. And now, your hosts, Paul Stefano and Sean Daly. Hi
0: everybody, welcome back to the VO Meter. We're now joined by Randall Ryan. Randall is a composer, voice talent, director, and the co-founder of Hamster Ball Studios, an international company providing the world's best talent for your voice, music, and sound design. But to put it very bluntly, Randall describes himself as someone who creates desirable noises. Hamsterball Studios has a reputation for being one of the most personable, easy to work with, and unique audio production houses out there. Their client list is equally impressive, working across a diverse range of industries, from cosmetics to video games. Blizzard, World of Warcraft, Benefit San Francisco, and Lending Tree are just a few of their loyal clients. We're honored to have Randall join us for his first ever One Voice conference to give us insight into audio production, from securing the best VO talent for a gripping performance to writing catchy songs for their clients' next major national advertising campaign. Randall is doing a session called Video Games, What You're Doing Wrong or Right and How to Book More of Them, and a paid workshop called Gaming Auditions, How to Increase Your
1: Casting Rate. So, welcome, Randall. Well, thank you very much, guys. Good to speak with you both, and uh, looking forward to how all this is going to uh, shake out.
0: Awesome. us too. It's our pleasure. So you mentioned Randall, that this is actually your first one voice conference. How did you come to be involved?
1: Well, I've known Hugh for years um, and our paths have crossed uh, in very not only at conferences, but uh, I've run into him in, when I was you know in London. And, uh, and and you and I have gotten to be friends over over the period of time. and when this all came down, Um, I just kind of pinged, you know, both Jay Michael and Hugh and said, Hey guys, I don't know how this is, you know, exactly how you're going to shake this out or post COVID, uh, or (laughs) a different phase of COVID. (laughs) But, um, yeah, if you, you know, if you would like for me to help, I'd be happy to do it either uh, online or in person. And, uh, and that's really the gist that started the conversation. And, uh, we decided that we would have me come to Dallas and uh, and there you go. Awesome. We're we'll looking forward to seeing you there. I'll be there on the ground in just a few
0: weeks now, so it'll be great. I think.
1: So I hope so. It'll be nice to see people.
0: Yeah, definitely nice to see anybody really. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: we mentioned the titles of your talks. Can you give us a sneak peek about what you plan to cover? Well, what I've, you know, I t- I've talked about a lot of things, and I teach a number of things. Virtually all that I'm doing now is really in the gaming realm. There are other things. You know, I do have some legacy advertising clients. I do have some software and e-learning people that I've known for a long time that I still continue to do things for. But the bulk of what I've been doing has been gaming and has been for quite some time. And one of the things that I see, because I started in advertising uh, and then went into other genres and the gaming kind of came along later on, is I see how people who have not necessarily done a lot of gaming, but have come from something uh, such as narration or advertising. Advertising is the easy one to pick on, because in some ways, it is the farthest from video game work that you can kind of get. And I see people do a lot of things that make sense if you're doing commercial work. Their expectations are very much well, this is how the session's going to run, this is what people are going to do, this is what people are looking for. And the reality is is that gaming is very different. It is much more collaborative. It is not so much, even as a director, I rarely am telling somebody specifics for how to read a line, uh, words to emphasize, pace to go. We speak in generalities, and we speak very collaboratively, and that's not just me. I mean, I've sat in with sessions with, uh, you know, a number of other people who do gaming directing. And there's a sameness to how we all tend to approach it. The actor has to bring something to the table. It's not just their voice. It's not just, oh, that just, you know, that's like the perfect fit for this. Like, no, the perfect fit is because they, they adopt the character because they understand the role. And, and oftentimes they're even coming into a session and saying, you know, and and there's a certain amount of like, I don't know, what do you want to do with this? How evil do we want to make this person? What are some of the nuances that they have? So that filters down to auditions as well. People are listening really for how you cloak yourself in the character. And it's a it's a totally different mindset. The way you audition is different. The the reads that you do are different. How you do them. So that's kind of the stuff that we're going to cover. Because I do get people all the time who come from another genre and I'm getting their auditions. And if they didn't tell me they came from another genre, I know that they did just because of the way they're auditioning. It's like, all right, let's step this back. Let's give you a shot to actually book this by redoing all this.
0: Wow, that was amazing. Thank you. (laughs) So aside (laughs) from your talk, what else are you looking forward to at the conference?
1: Well, I am very much looking forward to seeing a lot of friends that... um, while I've kept in touch with them, like we all have, and while I have seen some on video calls uh, and we've had phone conversations, it is different. And you sometimes don't realize because you get in, or at least I haven't, that you, because you get into this whole, the new normal of of how you work. And I think with voice actors and directors also, there is so much of a, we're all in our own little box anyway, right? So the fact that that becomes the norm, it doesn't seem so abnormal, as opposed to somebody who is going to the office every day, this seems very abnormal. They've had to adapt differently. So I think that the landing for most of us was a lot softer and not almost like the frog in boiling water, right? You don't really notice that things have really changed until the opportunity comes up like, wow, you mean I can actually be around and like see people like in the same place? So that, for me, is is a huge part of what I'm looking forward to. You know, regardless of, you know, whatever else we have to deal with, that's going to be really nice. But I I like teaching. I never thought of myself as a good teacher until years ago when I realized that, at least with voiceover, it was something that I could teach and was pretty good at it. A lot of my perception of why I was not a good teacher came from music, which is really where my first love was and where my first career was. And I think because music came so easily to me, there was always a presumption unintentionally, but well, you know this already. And so I would gloss over things that were really important to people who were trying to learn. uh, And I just thought I just wasn't a good teacher. And what I realized with the voiceover is that because I never saw myself doing it, uh, I never saw myself as a director, that um, I'd come through some of the same uh, crucibles that everybody else had, and the same self doubts and the same uh, trying to climb up the ladder and figure out where to be. So I I can relate to people at different stages, and I think that makes a that has made a huge difference. Um, but I find that I really like it. I mean, a lot of people help. I, I have been helped by so many people in my career. Uh, it's I don't even think I can list them all, and. The only thing I can really do is to pay it back to other people. And that's what I get to do when I teach. So that's really my goal. That's really what I hope to do. It's really not anything else. It's not name recognition. It's not the glory of being on stage. It's it's I get to teach and hopefully people learn and we all get better.
0: Well, that's a great mindset to have. And I know all of our attendees will learn much from your session. So. Randall, thanks for being here. Before the conference starts, how can folks get a hold of you if they want to work with you?
1: Well, the my email is always, well, I say it's easy, but it's long. It's Randall, which is my full first name, R-A-N-D-A-L-L at hamsterballstudios.com. Uh, you can, of course, you know, just go to www.hamsterballstudios.com. I'm on various social medias. I uh, am probably not as active on them as I should be, but... Uh, at Irish long Hair is my Twitter account. Um, I'm on Facebook as whatever. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I think that's just my name, Randall Ryan. See, I'm terrible with this, but I'm there <laughs> and I do check them every so often and you can find me and I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I, I'm on all those things and I do check them. It's not like I don't ever go. I just might not be there at the hour that you get there. It might be tomorrow or later that day. Uh, but I do check them. But, Email is probably the simplest way to get in touch with me, and um, I'll always respond there.
0: Wonderful. Well, Randall, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I hope you have a wonderful time at the conference in a couple weeks.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I I have a feeling that I will. Thanks for listening to this episode of the VO Meter. To follow along, visit us
0: at www.vometer.com. We'd also love to hear your comments or suggestions for the show, or if you have a questionable gear purchase, tell us all about it on our Facebook page or on Twitter at The V-O-Meter.